honesty, passion, experience. It's Timberwolves Explosion, hosted on thesportstuff.com. And now, your host, Paladino Joey. Hello again, Timberwolves fans. Are you ready for the explosion of Timberwolves basketball? I am your host, Paladino Joey, or Joey Awajan. Timberwolves Explosion is available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Podman, Spotify, iHeartRadio, TuneIn Radio, Audible, Stitcher, Double Twist. Great pleasure to join you once again today, and thank you for joining me as well. The sun is finally shining again. It has been a long, dark week uh, weather-wise, hard to get up in the morning, hard to do anything. You just feel like no energy, no sense of anything. Just You just feel like dead. And unfortunately, three out of four Timberwolves games felt that way as well. The Minnesota Timberwolves go one and three this past week. I guess that's what we are. We're a, uh, well, 25% win percentage or 250, you know, you get the idea. That's, I guess that's our identity right now. It's a nice identity, huh? But, um, well, so, such is the story of the Wolves right now. Carl Anthony Towns missed the, the Bucks game and the Nets game due to grieving for his uh, the one-year anniversary with his mother's death. I, You know, I'm part of me is wondering, would she really want him to sit out like that? Because he played a hell of good in the Chicago game when they were honoring Jackie Towns. It's not, you know, I, I don't mean to be rude or jumping in. I'm just wondering, would she have really wanted him to do that? I don't know, because uh, I, I don't know. I'll, I'll just leave it at that. Not uh, complaining, not going to trash a guy for that. It's just, that's just, it's just, you know, throwing in a different perspective on that thought process. Uh, the Boston game was very entertaining, very entertaining, but it was kind of like the stock market again. Yay, way up there, we're kicking ass. I mean, the Wolves were playing fantastic basketball. We might actually beat the Boston Celtics. And then, you know, and then just late in the third quarter, Tatum happened. And, you know, and we messed around and all that, and it looked like it was Boston all the way, and then we made a nice, cute little comeback, and then when we got to overtime, because we couldn't finish, and luckily Tatum couldn't finish either, Boston just kind of took over in overtime, and the Wolves ended up losing 145-136. Extremely high-scoring game, even without the uh, overtime period. Pretty wild, pretty crazy. Jason Tatum at 53 points. He was kind of making everything. The Wolves couldn't really do anything defensively against him. Boy, Josh Okogie had a good week, though, didn't he? I, he, he must have listened to Timberwolves Explosion. Uh, I think it was two weeks ago he got the Johnny Flynn Memorial. I don't think it was last week. Uh, he, boy, I mean, wow, 16 points in this game. Very solid. It's, uh, <laughs> hey, you know, it, it's been good. Obviously, with the absence of uh, Malik Beasley, Josh Okogie's been getting minutes again. He's been playing small forward, which is kind of weird. You'd think Anthony Edwards would get that spot. But this was just offense, all offense, and no defense on both sides of the court, honestly. Sure, certain players had defensive moments here and there. So, so Morris Wagner's on the Celtics now. I, I have lost track of where he's been. He's been traded like four times already with like the Lakers, Washington, uh, Wizards. I don't know if this is his third team. It's got to be his fourth, right? Because I think he was with Cleveland for a minute or two as well. Uh, just my thoughts there. Jalen Noel is out still at this point. Ricky Rubio's still starting and providing some defense, some steals, some assists. And then D'Angelo Russell, major spark plug off the bench, but obviously getting usually getting more minutes, a little bit more action than Ricky Rubio. It's just kind of, it's an interesting way to go about it, I guess. And he's been hitting catch-and-shoot shots. 
the chemistry between Carl Anthony Towns and D'Angelo Russell is a good thing. It's nice. It's nice to see. Unfortunately, Towns had a number of turnovers in the game, but generally speaking, he kept the Wolves in the game after we had blown a sizable 20-plus point lead in the game. Yeah, that's right. That's what we seem to want to do all the time. This time in the third quarter, though, not the fourth, uh, leading into the fourth, anyway, is when the Celtics started their major comeback. Carl got us back in it, uh, back in the lead, and of course, D'Angelo Russell with a game-tying three to help us get to OT. Game-tying three to get to OT. 10 of 18 off the bench, 26 points, 8 assists. Very, very nice game, fun to watch. When, when D'Angelo Russell's hitting his shot, he's fun to watch. It's a very crisp, very nice release on his shot and all that. And Anthony Edwards reduced to only 12 shots in 40 and a half minutes and 24 points. How about that for the efficiency ratio, eh? Double the points versus shot attempts. That's what I want to see. And 8 of 8 from the free throw line. Ladies and gentlemen, that's not bad. That's not bad. In fact, the whole starting unit was 100% from the free throw line. That's what I'm talking about. That is a 18 for 18 in total. Only Jaden McDaniels didn't attempt a free throw. But Anthony Edwards, who kind of stunk at the free throw line on occasion, made all of them. Good job, my friend. Good job. Ricky Rubio, who struggles everywhere else on the floor, uh, downtown, outside, whatever. Sometimes he'll hit some corner threes. Sometimes he'll have a good game shooting. But he always makes his free throws, at least. So give him credit there. That's good to know. You know, obviously, <laughs> all three point guards played in the game. Jordan McLaughlin had some moments. Nas Reed, man, he doesn't rebound, does he? He just doesn't rebound. And you'll hear kind of a theme of that going into the... Brooklyn game because, uh, well, Brooklyn and Milwaukee because, well, without Carl Anthony Towns, somebody's got a rebound, right? I mean, is somebody going to get some freaking rebounds, please? Sometimes Nasri does, and other times he doesn't. 11 minutes, zero in this one. I, I don't know. Zero rebounds. I, I don't understand that. Carl is always going to get at least double digits. This was a very entertaining basketball game, but come on, win, damn it. Win, 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 like Rocky's girl. Win, win. Please win. But they didn't. Josh Okoge, 16 points, though. Very entertaining and a very athletic, powerful dunk attack in the rim. Uh, he had an awesome, awesome week. Again, I think he's been listening to Trimble's explosion. Maybe he was like, okay, you SOB in Golden Valley. I'll show you what I can do. And I'm sure he's not the, I'm sure I'm not the only person who was saying he was a, a dud, so to speak, for quite a while this season. Um, and he's recognizing and realizing, hey, you know, I'm starting. I need to start showing what I can do a little bit, or I could be out of the league in two years or something like that. That'd be quite depressing. Wolves end up losing the game, unfortunately, and we'll move on from this one. As fun as it was, it just was Tatum. It was the Tatum show, pretty much, from third, late in the third quarter on, even though D'Angelo Russell and Carl had some clutch shots to tie it up after we'd completely blown the lead, and the Boston Celtics had built up a sizable, like, sizable, like, six, seven-point lead, decent lead. Um, nice comeback, but came up short again. Uh, <clears throat> that was last Friday. Saturday was off. Sunday, December, December, April 11th, Minnesota with a 121-117 win over Chicago. As I predicted, I predicted the win. I don't think I predicted the score, but I predicted the win. Only 1,436 people in attendance. Maybe the prices are too high. I don't know. That's not much. Like, you couldn't even sell the 3,000 seat thing? 3,000 seat limit? I guess not to see your best friend, Zach Levine, ever... Since every Timberwolves fan on the planet thinks Zach Levine is better than Magic Johnson or, and Michael Jordan combined. Okay, I'm just kidding. It feels that way sometimes. Speaking of the old days, doesn't Nikola Vizovic look like, for those of you old enough anyway, doesn't he look like Tony Kukoc in that Bulls uniform? Doesn't he, though? 
They, they, they must, are they either from the same country or close to it kind of type of thing? Uh, Nikola Vucevic. Yeah, he looks kind of cool in that Bulls uniform. And again, really looks like Tony Kukoc. I he looks like Tony Kukoc. <laughs> Jeez. Why is this giving me a blank image? That's ridiculous. I'm getting kind of frustrated. We'll leave that alone. Uh, Vucevic, solid game. Obviously, he can hit some, some threes as well. He's another one of those big men that can shoot from the outside since that's like the whole league nowadays. Daniel Theus, who's moved from Boston to Chicago and uh, playing where Reggie Theus played many years ago with Chicago. Laurie Markkinen, what's happened to him? I thought he was like a starting power forward for the Bulls. I guess not, but I suppose we can. You got Thaddeus Young, who grabbed eight rebounds. That's a miracle. I remember I used to complain about him not getting any. Patrick Williams, what happened, Patrick? Patrick Williams didn't do anything for Chicago, and he was like a high-end draft pick. Didn't do squats. Nas Reed, here we go. This is where we can have a little bit of fun. Are you ready for Nas Reed's uh, game? He scored 18 points off the bench. In almost 30 minutes, he grabbed one rebound. He grabbed a rebound! Amazing, huh? <laughs> yeah. Why does this keep happening? Just rebound the ball, man. Just, just rebound the ball, okay? <sighs> Please. Entertaining basketball game. Zach Levine was spectacular. D'Angelo Russell, 9 of 13. He was... Yeah, he is just when his shot is on, it is crisp. It's beautiful. He looks like he looks like the guy in Northern California that I'm not a big fan of. You know, he can shoot and everything, but I just don't like him. I don't like his team. But Northern California, that team. Um, you know, he's from North Carolina originally, the person. Yeah. Um Wow. Uh <laughs> that's what that's what D'Angelo Russell looks like when his shot is on. it's nice. He's got a little bit of that going on. Maybe a little Dame Lillard and a mix of the Northern California uh, point guard. Um, it's pretty impressive. But Anthony Edwards, not real impressive. I don't know. I'm disappointed. Doggone it, Anthony. After an efficient game against the Boston Celtics, back to the crap again. I don't know. It's just At least he shot okay from downtown. It wasn't 2 of 11 or anything. Nudge, nudge, hint, hint. But, uh, yeah, Rubio, awesome. Man, he was hitting his outside shot for sure. He was, you know, his outside shot helped the Wolves win the game. Generally, he didn't shoot well. He only made one two-pointer in the entire game, but five of six from downtown. Ricky. Ricky. Ricky the rifle, eh? Not bad. <laughs> That's not bad. Jaden McDaniels managed to get six rebounds. He's been kind of frustrating in the rebounding category, but generally speaking, uh, solid in this game. I'd have to say three blocks in the game really helped the Wolves uh, in some of, with that weak side defense in some of those moments in the game. Josh Akogi, kind of quiet. Back to being Josh Akogi again in this one. Only six points in 36 minutes. And didn't look all that hot doing it. But I guess he, you know, his defense is solid. And some of the stuff he does doesn't show up in the box score. You get a bit of that. It's the usual there. Culver, extremely efficient in very, very limited time. Managed to get uh, managed to make both of his shots. One shot, one three, and one layup basically in the game. Uh, ended up yeah, only playing seven minutes, which is too bad. It's a, it's a shame. But this was just a fun, entertaining kind of a back-and-forth game, and you felt comfortable most of the way. D'Angelo Russell's uh, getting red-hot off the bench was a lot of fun to watch. Again, I keep saying off the bench, but yeah, Rubio and Russell were spectacular in the game, to be quite fair. I mean, 44 points between the two guys, and fantastic shooting from downtown. 8 of 12 from downtown. Doesn't get a whole lot better than that. And then you add it all up together, 15 of 26 from the floor, because of Russell mostly in the two-point range. 15 of 26. It's really good. It's really good. <laughs> really good. Nasreed, very efficient, but rebound the freaking ball once in a while. Good Lord. 
Sometimes I just don't understand why big men don't rebound. Charles Barkley made a big statement years ago. If you're a power forward or a center, whatever, and you don't pull down 10 rebounds a game, you're not doing your job. And I, I agree. I've always felt that way. When I played power forward, I rebounded like a swear word, like a couple of swear words, a mother. I rebounded like a mother. I did. Uh, positioning, timing, reading the ball off the rim as it's missing. You know how you can become a really good rebounder? You know how you become a really good rebounder? Practice outside by yourself, especially in a situation where if the ball has a nasty bounce off the rim, it's going to wind up going far, far away, maybe even into uh, kind of a little bit of a swampy area. That'll make you a good rebounder because you will learn to go get that damn ball immediately. You'll follow your shot. If you, you know, obviously in the NBA, you don't want to always follow your shot because there'll be a fast break the other direction. But just saying, uh, an ability to read the ball off the rim, though, very important. And it's uh, some players, I, I just don't understand. You know, seven foot, five, six nine, six ten, muscular, and you still can't rebound. I don't get it. Like a, like a, you know, most of the time for forever with Minnesota was Thaddeus Young. He just could not rebound. And his wife went after me on Twitter. She's like, yeah, well, point Duke matter for something, right? I was like, all he does is score points, and that's it. No rebounding or anything. And then she went, she kind of got annoyed a little bit. It's funny how she would come after people on Twitter. I saw it a couple of times. It's not like she cursed me out, but she was a little annoyed. Um, was it Felicia Young? I think it was something like that. But uh, it was surprising. I'm like, oh, my God, it's his wife. Oh, my God. So that was back when Thaddeus was on the Wolves years ago. For those of you who may be newer to the show that never heard that story, I'm pretty sure Vince Germano heard that one. Vince Germano, Tene Brown, I think. Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah, it wasn't that far back. It wasn't like 2010 or anything. I think it was, that wasn't that long ago that Thaddeus Young was on the Wolves. Um, man, crazy times. I think we traded him away to get Kevin Garnett back, right? So it was around that time, like right before Garnett came back, and then... And then I guess I guess Glenn Taylor uh, pushed him away again. I mean, yeah, that was just a sad situation. Sad situation, no doubt. Uh, but, well, we'll see how our new ownership group does. I should almost be talking about that more. I probably will. This was an entertaining game, though. Very fun to watch, and happy the Wolves won. No question about it. Final score was 121-117. As the Wolves just kind of played a little bit better than Chicago. And it was nice to see... D'Angelo Russell, when, when he shoots well, he's fun to watch. When he doesn't shoot well, it's like, uh, stop it. And then the events of uh, the Wolves are supposed to have a back-to-back game. Back-to-back game against the uh, Brooklyn Nets. But then Brooklyn Center happened, basically. Uh, I believe that was Sunday. I, ho- I hope I'm remembering it correctly. And I apologize uh, to those of you that uh, might get pissed off of you. If I, oh, yeah, yeah. It, it was it was uh, Sunday evening, uh, afternoon evening. So, at the time, it probably hadn't really gotten into there that much. The, the information hadn't really maybe gotten into fans at Target Center. Some of them, some of them yes, some of them no. I'm sure it was bouncing around. But then Monday's game was obviously postponed because, well, there was going to be a curfew anyway at 7 o'clock because, well, we, we don't know what's going to happen. We don't want to have a disaster with a bunch of fans on the street and then stuff is already going on and... It could be really bad. So, obviously, that's the real reason, I think, why they postponed the game was the curfew. Same with the Minnesota Wild and all that. And then, of course, they want to tell everybody they did it because they're, you know, they did it because they're honoring the the, uh, the, the man that was shot, uh, the young man that was shot in that situation. So, it is what it is. I don't want to get too much into it. It's just, I don't feel it's my place. 
I, I just don't. So I'm just going to leave that as is. The Wolves did replay the, the Wolves did end up playing the game on Tuesday early afternoon with the possibility of a curfew. And actually, there was a Minneapolis and St. Paul curfew still. Not in the uh, suburbs, though. There was a curfew like throughout the entire Twin Cities. Uh, the Hennepin County, Ramsey County, and Anoka, if I remember correctly. So, of course, where I was working in Maple Grove and where I live in Golden Valley, there was a curfew. So, but uh, unfortunately, I'm, a, I'm an essential worker, so I yeah, I had to drive home anyway. Luckily, was not pulled over, and I don't think a cop has time to be pulling nine billion cars over just because they're driving home from work. So there's that. <laughs> now we'll get off of that immediately. No Carl Anthony Towns, of course, in the game, and no rebounding either. Anthony Edwards got eight rebounds in the game, which is nice, and he was the leading rebounder for everybody, and he was the shooting guard, of course. Nas Reed started at center, played 16 and a half minutes, three, three rebounds. Josh Okogi won, but he's not the tallest guy. Jaden McDaniel, three. Come on, man. Oh, Ed Davis had ten. I apologize. In ten minutes. Ten rebounds in ten minutes. Good job, Ed. Good job, Ed. Everybody else didn't rebound. So Ed Davis finally getting some minutes again in a bullcrap awful game where the, the they started good and we started bad and we lost by 30. What, what else is there to say? We didn't rebound the ball? When you don't rebound the ball, you don't have the ball. No possession. And what else are you going to do about it? You just suck, that's all. Uh, Josh Okoge had a great game for his standards. Very solid, very strong defense. Four steals in the game. He was one of the people that stood out in this one. And the game plan by the Brooklyn, the Brooklyn Nets, Brooklyn Nets in this game, was, okay, Anthony Edwards, we know how dangerous you are attacking the rim and all that, you know, and he was dangerous attacking the rim, and that's why he still wound up with 27 points, because he, and he was over 50% in two-point range, generally speaking, in the game, but he shot two of 11 from downtown. They said, okay, we'll just give you open threes. Let's see what happens. Oh, he missed again. Ha ha. And, and you guys don't rebound either, offense or defense. Somehow we did get seven offensive rebounds in the game. I'm actually kind of surprised we managed to do that, and I'm not trying to be a jerk. It's just... It didn't feel like it, but mostly because of Ed. Ed had seven offensive rebounds in the game. Maybe because he was missing shots. <laughs> I don't know. No, he wasn't missing. He didn't make anything. He was uh, giving the Wolves some possessions, but it was at a point when the Wolves were already down by a significant amount. And uh, Uncle Ed there, uh, unfortunately, just wasn't enough for the Wolves. Wolves still lost by 30 points. And again, they were just saying, go ahead and shoot. Oh, you missed again. Go ahead and shoot, Anthony. Oh, you missed again. Maybe that's what was happening. Yeah, no, I'm just kidding. That, that's exactly what was happening. Not maybe. That is exactly what was happening. It was a not very fun game to watch. D'Angelo Russell couldn't seem to get a whole lot going, and he didn't play a whole lot in the game either. It was just a weird mishmash. And why would you play him too much in a game that was, like, over, basically, you know, midway through the second quarter? That's what it felt like because, you know, Brooklyn just kind of went eight late after that. And, yeah, and we just stunk, and we couldn't rebound. Nas Reed, how many rebounds did he get? Three. Basically. Yeah, basically. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, whatever. Whatever, man. You know, very disappointing. Let's move on. Let's move on. It's, it's getting to be a long, long segment already with four games to review. An even better game. Milwaukee Bucks. And, of course, no Carl Anthony Towns, like I said. You know, mourning the one-year anniversary of the loss of his mother. And we lose by 25 against the Bucks. We lose by 25. We gave up 45 points in the third quarter. 45! 
Yeah, and just look at that uh, win probability. <laughs> it was like 70 for the bucks, 70%, 75, 80, 85, 90, 100. Game over. That's pretty much how the game went. Spectacular. Uh, Anthony Edwards, 24 points. I'm glad he led us in scoring. Uh, Josh Okogie had another very strong game. Jaden McDaniels, only four rebounds again. Come on, man. But Nasreed, there you go. There you go, Nasreed. And and the Junkyard Dog Jr. Junkyard Dog Jr., Jared Vanderbilt, who'd been lost in the rotation for quite a while, made a return into the rotation for now with Carl Anthony Towns being out. The Junkyard Dog with 10 rebounds. He is the Junkyard Dog Jr., obviously. Jerome Williams is the previous one, and that's what I call Jared Vanderbilt now because he's, he's a good player. You know, he's a good, solid role player who does a lot of little dirty work. That's why they called uh, Jerome Williams many years ago the Junkyard Dog. The late 90s, early 2000s and all that. Yes, sir. <sighs> but basically the same kind of game from D'Angelo Russell, 15 points in like 20 minutes, and he didn't shoot well. It was just, I don't know, the whole game was meh, but at least Nas re rebounded the ball. Anthony Edwards didn't rebound the ball, and he shot poorly, and he just, I don't know. It was just a meh game. At least he scored some points, and he had some moments. There is, there's a play that Anthony Edwards has that I really like where he spins and kind of puts up a floater or a layup or whatever it is, and eventually maybe he'll do a spin and a dunk. But you can tell there's a little bit of Dominique Wilkins in there. There is, and I know I bring up Dominique Wilkins a lot because he's one of my all-time favorite players. Anthony Edwards grew up in Atlanta. And the Atlanta Hawks, well, they, uh, they're they the main team that uh, housed <laughs> Dominic Wilkins during his career was the Atlanta Hawks and all that. Obviously, it's way before Anthony Edwards. I mean, way, way before Anthony Edwards. Uh, Dominic Wilkins is almost too old to be Anthony Edwards' father. That's kind of crazy. He'd be like an old uncle at this point. That's, that's how weird that is because <laughs> Anthony's awfully young. But... That doesn't mean Anthony Edwards didn't watch highlights of Dominique over the years. I'm sure he did. And with the YouTube and all that, you can turn it on anytime you want. It's not like the old days where you'd have to find a tape or whatever. Like uh, the Super Slams of the NBA or something. You can find all kinds of Dominique Wilkins highlights anytime you want on YouTube. So Anthony Edwards had that to his disposal pretty much his whole life. I'd have to say for, for most of his life anyway. And, um, well, don't be surprised if he picked up on some of that. Because it's pretty cool to watch. When he settles for jump shots, he's not as good. But when he's attacking the rim and all that, he's got a little bit of Dominique there. Now, Anthony, in the offseason, your homework is, what do you think your homework is? Work on that jump shot, buddy, please. Because if he does, they're not going to be able to do that to him as much. Like, go ahead and shoot, Anthony. Go, go ahead. Like how Michael used to tell players, like, was it, what was his name? Hunter? Lindsey Hunter. There's a famous uh, little video clip where he, where he told Lindsey Hunter, I'll give you a jump shot. Shoot it. Go ahead. Oh, but you don't want it. Yeah, because Lindsey Hunter passed it away. Yeah, and that's basically what they've been doing to Anthony Edwards. Go ahead and shoot it, Anthony. Clang, you know. So, I don't know. Working that jump shot, and they won't be able to do that as much. Next thing you know, Anthony Edwards is a 30 points a game player. And he really is the number one overall pick type of guy. Other than that, though, crappy game. Lost by 25. No Carl Anthony Towns. Nas Reed, thank you for rebounding the ball. And uh, Junkyard Dog Junior Jared, thank you for rebounding also. 25 rebounds with those two guys. Very, very nice. That's the highlight of the show, or the highlight of the episode of the game, anyway, I should say. Highlight of that show, if you call it an episode. The Bucks versus uh, the Wolves. The border battle, that doesn't mean anything, because, you know, it's just it's a different conference and everything. And there's not much of a rivalry there. Uh, Josh Okogie, another very, 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 very solid performance. 
he just might be the winner of something. We'll see. I might have to give it to him, but I'm kind of leaning another direction, or he'll be sharing it. I don't know. Juancho Hernan Gomez, nice game, but still no rebounds hardly. Occasionally he'll rebound, and sometimes he does it. He's kind of like Reed that way. One game he gets 10, 10 rebounds, the next game he gets none, or like two or something. It's weird. It's weird. Okay, so the award for this episode, the Lone Wolf Award, is not going to Anthony Edwards. Sorry, it's not going to Anthony Edwards. <laughs> the Lone Wolf Award, it's going to be shared with Josh Akogi. Josh Akogi is going to have a Lone Wolf Award shared with D'Angelo Russell. Even though D'Angelo didn't have a very good game against the Bucks at all. I thought he was lousy. 4 of 14. The rest of the week, he was pretty damn good, generally speaking. And he was so, so crisp against uh, Milwaukee, or excuse me, against Boston and Chicago. I really enjoyed it. So, uh, Diazel Russell, you're you're starting to starting to get 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 me back a little bit. I'm starting to become a fan again. For now, we all know how that can change very 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 quickly. Jalen Noel returned and he stunk. Yep, over four. So I'll just leave that alone. He didn't have a good game. Culver's like at the he's like the 12 man who never does anything, and it's sad. Um, solid performance, solid week for D'Angelo Russell. Very good week for Josh Okogie, generally speaking, defensive presence and doing a little bit of everything out there. And actually getting into double digits, he was 3 of 4 from downtown. Okay, so really encouraging sign there for Josh Akogi. Hopefully he can become more of a 3 and D guy because that's going to keep him in the league for 15 years. You know, It will. If he can't shoot, it's not going to keep him in the league. He'll be he'll be playing in the, the D League or in Europe or something or, or in Israel or something uh, in like 4 or 5 years. So that's just how that goes. With that said, oh, and Ed Davis played too. Again, that's nice, but yeah, not as well as the other game. <laughs> That's <laughs> the New Jersey game, uh, Brooklyn game, pardon me. With that said, we'll take a quick break. Uh, we're going to preview. It's four games again, two of them against Sacramento. That's the wrap-up. We get Miami and the Clippers first, though. Miami tonight. Miami Heat come to town. Cool. Jimmy Butler comes to town. Los Angeles Clippers on NBA TV. All right. One of those later evening games, 9 p.m. That's going to be very enjoyable on Sunday night. I'm looking forward to that. And we say plan we play in Sacto twice on the on the uh, on Tuesday and Wednesday next week, and that's your four games. Then we play Utah twice, Houston, and Golden State. Golden State. Hmm. Yes, sir. With that said, we'll take a break and come back and preview those games. Get the rebound! Get the rebound! back here on Timberwolves Explosion. Segment number two, we're going to preview four games, but luckily against three teams, so that makes it easier. I get to cheat now. I get to cheat. Yes, yes. Okay, I'm just teasing. Uh, and I'll have something special leading off the fan interaction segment. I almost forgot. I wanted to do it about two shows ago. Vince Germano, the episode was recorded, uh, Courtside Podcast was recorded on March the 31st, or should I say it was published on March the 31st. And he was kind of teasing me about the, uh, it was about a month ago, my wife was making a lot of noise. Uh, one de- one of the shows, she was using the microwave a lot, and then uh, the next show, she was u- she was like uh, frying fish in oil, and it was extremely noisy. So I'll talk about that later in segment number three. It'll be a fun little treat from Vince Germano. He's congratulating me on 300 episodes and such, and a lot of fun little jabbing and some cool, cool conversation 
about Anthony Edwards as well. So it's something positive to look at considering what a negative week it's been, particularly the last couple of games. And probably tonight's as well. I don't know. We'll see. Maybe Carl will be back and we'll play way better. And I'm praying for it. Uh, they're saying tickets could be up to 250 bucks. Maybe that's why the attendance sucks. Uh, but, yeah, it's Jimmy Butler, though, man. It's Jimmy Butler. Come on. Come on now. Carl Anthony Towns is averaging 25 points a game, by the way, this year, despite missing a lot of time. His numbers are pretty damn good. Miami Heat are second place in the Southeast, 28-27. They are in the bottom half in many categories. And, in fact, in the bottom, very bottom in... Several in three con, uh, categories as well, including three-point shooting. We'll get to that right about now. The Wolves, we played the Heat earlier this year. I'm pretty sure we won that game. I don't know why it's not showing the final score. It wasn't postponed. Oh, no, no, no. We did not play the Heat this year. I'm thinking about last year. May second, May 7th is the uh, second game. So that was last year. I'm stuck in the past year. I apologize. Miami Heat are only two and three in their last five. They don't look like a playoff run is, uh, is in the cards moving forward. Last year, I don't think anybody really expected that either, that they would go all the way to the NBA Finals and get beat pretty easily by the Los Angeles Lakers, the world champion Los Angeles Lakers. Uh, the Miami Heat are 26th in points scored. Wolves are 21st. <laughs> Miami Heat are even worse rebounding than we are, 28th to our 22nd. But when Carl Anthony Towns is out, I think we're the last place team in the league. What would it be, like 30th or 32nd or something? I think 30th in the league. And, of course, two more teams that make it 32, and you got Vegas, Seattle, and Minnesota will be in the Eastern Conference. Best-case scenario. We get to play against uh, Chicago, Indiana, Milwaukee Bucks on a regular basis. I think that'd be kind of cool instead of Los Angeles and all them as often, though I would miss some of those West Coast games because working second shift, you kind of like the West Coast games. You, you grow an, appreciate, uh, an appreciation for it, you know, like Phoenix and Utah and maybe even Las Vegas later on. Pardon me. Field goal percentage, Utah, excuse me. Miami's ahead of Minnesota in field goal and free throw percentage. 19th for Miami, 29th for Minnesota. God. Free throw percentage, 11th for Miami, 16th for Minnesota. Three-point percentage, 28th to 26th. Miami is worse than the Wolves. We are 1-4 in our last five. Miami is 2-3 and three in their last five. Target center, Tarjay center, Minnesota versus Miami. And who is injured, who isn't? Malik Beasley, of course, the hamstring. He's uh, expected back. No, probably not, but we'll, we'll see. Um, Jimmy Butler had a sprained ankle as of December the 25th. I don't know what's going on there. I don't, he's not been out that long because, obviously, when you look at his games played, and we've seen him play many times since then. I don't know why that's still floating around there. So, Bill Butler most likely will play tonight. Tyler Hero has been oft injured all year. What a spectacular rookie year he had. He's been disappointing this year. To be quite fair, I'm annoyed actually because uh, I got him on fantasy. It's kind of exciting, and he's just not been that good. Huh? 33% from downtown. It's just not that good. Free throw, uh, field goal percentage 42.8. He's not as good as he was last year. I don't know, but uh, he was definitely a hero, pun intended, last season in the playoff run. Andre Iguodala, who was an old-fashioned playoff hero, still playing and averaging four points a game, but as he's played in all 50 games for the Heat so far. Good job, Andre. Good job, Andre Iguodala. Even though he's kind of vanished out the face of the earth, Nemanja Bielica is now on the heat, and he's not really playing a whole lot, 11 and a half minutes. It's strange to see him on the Miami Heat, but he is. Victor, Victor Oladipo has been playing kind of a role so far for Miami. i got to think it's going to increase over the course of time, but so far 
nothing special. He's not been shooting well, only 37%. His three-bar percentage is horrendous, 23, 12 points a game. Just nothing super special from Victor so far. But he's been so oft injured the last three years. Eventually, it's going to be like, okay, is he any good anymore? You know, that's what I'm kind of getting worried about. And again, Tyler Hero, what a nasty sophomore slump he's had this season. He's just not the same guy. Even though he's averaging 15 points a game and even five rebounds and all that, he's still a factor out there, don't get me wrong. And sometimes he just takes off. But he's had a disappointing year, to say the least. Minnesota is going to beat the Miami Heat. Minnesota is going to beat the Miami Heat. I, I just have a feeling. I think we beat the Heat. I think there'll be a nice energy surge. Carl Anthony Towns, I'm, I'm stepping on in faith. He's going to come back. I can't imagine he's going to miss three games like that. I got to think he's going to come back. I think his team, you know, he, he wants to he wants to help his teammates out. I think him and D'Angelo Russell have a very, very nice night. D'Angelo Russell, I think he's going to go off yeah, for upper 20s. Uh, I think you're going to get a combined 80 points from the big three of Carl, D'Angelo, and Anthony Edwards, who ultimately should be the number one guy, but not yet. Not yet. Carl's the number one guy. Anthony Edwards has some time to go. He's number three right now, but he's still going to manage to score in the 20s and up. I got to think. They're going to have a combined 80 points between the three and hope for uh, something from someone else as well, like Jaden McDaniels, Josh Okogie. Hopefully they continue to play well and get some rebounds, hopefully, in, in the case of India, yeah, like Nas Reed. Can, hopefully he can show up and get some nice rebounding and all that. I feel bad for Ed Davis. I think he's a good, solid player, but it is what it is. He, he's been kind of buried for years now on uh, teams, rosters, good and bad teams over the course of time. Los Angeles Clippers, but Minnesota, by the way, will win the game. Final score, it's not going to be the highest scoring game ever. 115 to 115-108, Minnesota beats the Miami Heat. Now we get to play second place. Yeah, second place Los Angeles Clippers because Phoenix is still in first. Their win percentage is 7-27. Two games ahead of the Los Angeles Clippers. 40-15. and 15. Wow. You knew Chris Paul would make them a playoff team, but to make them a uh, playoff team with home court advantage, it's pretty impressive. They're going to have a lot of home court in the postseason, uh, hopefully for their sake anyway. Clippers, obviously, they'll have some home court, but not uh, not after the, the first round, I don't think, depending on how things set up. We'll see. People lose, and they're obviously a spectacular team, so maybe I'm way off with that statement. They actually should have home court advantage for a while, depending on how things go, but home court advantage versus the Lakers well it's the same building but uh, you know different fan base I guess obviously it is a different fan base Paul George Kawhi Leonard Paul George just can't stay healthy during the course of his career he's oft injured all the freaking time Kawhi Leonard was been has been out with a sore right foot as of April the 12th Serge Ibaka with lower back tightness Serge Ibaka so he's been having back soreness and all that I, I can relate to that especially back in my playing days it was a pain in the ass. Uh, Los Angeles Clippers, fourth in the league in points scored. Fourth. Fifteenth in rebounding. Fourth in field goal percentage. First in free throw. First in three-point. First. And the Los Angeles Clippers, even though they beat us twice, it says the Clippers trailed the series 4-0. to zero. Wow. That's pretty accurate. Nope, they're up 2-0, to zero, and they're probably going to sweep the season series, and I will venture to say the Los Angeles Clippers will sweep the season series, they're 5-0 in their last five. They beat the Suns 113-103, beat the Houston Sprockets 126-109. The Detroit Dead Things, no, the Detroit Red Wings, I'm just kidding. The Detroit uh, uh, Broken Pistons, 131-124. And I do apologize, Dwayne, uh, Dwayne Casey, love you. Uh, but disappointing uh, 
run in Detroit, unfortunately. Just not just not a lot going on there, unfortunately. Uh, India, he's kind of left hanging there. Indiana Pacers, 126-115, and they beat the Detroit Pistons by only two points. Wow. On April 14th, but that was a back-to-back situation. At the end of the day, oh my. Mm-mm. Los Angeles Clippers. Going to be fun, kind of. Sunday. It's going to be a nice primetime type of game. Well, kind of prime, I guess. Prime for that that part of the country. 9 p.m., but I like those late games. Wolves do not win this game. Wolves do not win. Los Angeles Clippers. Los L-O-S-S for the Minnesota Timberwolves. Wolves end up losing one, uh, 128. It's going to be high. Yeah, they're going to score like crazy on us. 128 to like 115, something like that. 110, 112. But the Clippers will win fairly easily. Carl Anthony Towns will get his usual upper 20s. I, I just don't have much of a vibe in this one. You know, I think they'll get their. I think they'll get about 60, 60 points. The big three. It's not going to be nearly as exciting. And I think you'll see some uh, reserve players have some higher point totals. Maybe a Jalen Noel he gets like 18 or something off the bench because he's playing more and he gets hot or something like that. That's what I'm kind of leaning towards in this one. As we move forward to play the Sacto Kings twice in Sacto, Tuesday and Wednesday. Tuesday and Wednesday, and they have a few days off. And then, yeah, we have Thursday, Friday off, and then play Saturday in Utah. As I just had a sneezing fit. Holy cow. Oh, thank God for the uh, beautiful pause button. Whew. Utah still has the best record in the league. Uh, they are just dominating, generally speaking. We'll see what happens in the postseason. Sacramento Kings, though. Sacramento Kings. Wolves played pretty well last time around. It wasn't the prettiest game ever. But he healed out with illness. Doesn't say COVID, it just says illness. And Marvin Bagley the third fractured left hand. I believe we talked about that last time around. It wasn't that long ago. March 15th that we uh, talked about the Kings. Sacramento's ninth in point scored. 29th in rebounding, which helps the Wolves. <laughs> Seventh in field, free, free, blah, field goal percentage. 28th in free throw. 17th in three-point percentage. Buddy Hill not playing doesn't help. We play the Sacramento Kings these two more times, and hopefully we win the series. We win one game, we win the series, baby. We'll actually win the series against somebody. I think we will win one game. One. One. And you know which one it's going to be? You know which game it's going to be? It's going to be the second one. I think the Wolves win in the second game. That seems to be a trend with the Timberwolves. Like, we'll lose the first game, we'll come back and win the second one. That's what I think is going to happen. The young legs will pop up. I think Anthony Edwards has a really, really, really good second game. The first game, I think the Wolves lose fairly close, kind of lower scoring, medium to lower scoring kind of game. Sim- similar to the last one. Well, the Wolves won 116-106 a few weeks back now. Uh but I think we come out, uh, yeah, we do not win the first one. I have a feeling that's going to be kind of a meh, you know, like a 105-100 kind of a loss. And then the next game, actually, no, let's go with 110-105 loss to Sacramento. Big deal, big difference, right? The second game is going to be 99, yeah, low scoring, 99. Somehow we keep the Kings under 100, which is like a miracle. 99 to... 95. Close, close battle. But Anthony Edwards is going to come up with 30. 30 points in that game. The Timberwolves end up winning the game at 99, uh, 95, but uh, Anthony Edwards will be the star. 30 points in the game in that back-to-back performance. His energy will come out, and he will be a winner in that one. Sacramento has lost all of their last five games, by the way. 113-101 to, on April the 8th to the Detroit Pistons. Wow. Utah Jazz crushed them in Utah. 128-112. Kind of crushed them. Nolens Pelicans put the lemon in the tomato juice. <laughs> New Orleans, one seventeen, one ten, 
in New Orleans. Lost to the Washington Wizards. Wow, at home. 123-111. And lost to Phoenix. No surprise in the Valley of the Sun. 122-114. The Wolves will win one of two here. I don't think we sweep Sacramento. And if we do, that'd be awesome. That'd be awesome. It'd be good for us. You'd feel nice. And if we do, good for us. But I think we win the second of the back-to-back. -back, which, in the past, usually we always lost that one and won the first one. But I think it's the opposite nowadays. Wolves tend to win the second of back-to-backs. Minnesota Wild is always the opposite. <laughs> or we get swept. No matter how good the Wild are, they always seem to stink in back-to-backs for some reason. Unless it's the Phoenix, excuse me, Arizona Coyotes in the National Hockey League. So the Wolves will wind up going, gosh, I'm positive. Wolves end up going 2-2 two and two this weekend. Why not? If Carl Anthony Towns is back, why can't we go 500? Come on, why not us? Why not now, right? This is a, this is a winnable schedule. You can beat the Heat. They've not been playing well. Sacramento's been awful. You're not going to beat the Clippers. Beat the Clippers? Good for you. Good for you. That'd be awesome. Remember last year we did somehow, but I think they were missing some players in that game. And, boy, it was an exciting run for Malik Beasley and such in that night because uh, it was right after that trade where we got Malik Beasley and we actually had just acquired D'Angelo, but he wasn't ready because, you know, D'Angelo, how he is. But um, maybe he was already having problems in his knee, though. I'm beginning to think so, because he looks a lot more spry out there than he had for quite a while. So maybe that load management was the knee all this time, and it was just kind of getting a little bit worse and worse, and once they're able to take those loose particles out, DeAndre Russell just might be uh, an all-star player again. Wouldn't that be nice? So I'm not trashing on D'Angelo as bad as I was earlier in the year, and on behalf of Timberwolves Explosion, I apologize at the end of the day. I apologize about the uh, the injury and all that. I apologize about that. I do not apologize for some of the stupid quotes after games, though. Uh, no, I don't apologize for that. <laughs> you can just look him up there. Not impressive. He sounds like a guy that, you know, doesn't care a whole lot sometimes. And that's a big turnoff for any fan, whether you're a season ticket holder or just somebody who has Xfinity and watching the games that way. With that said, we will take a break and lead off fan interaction with... Uh, what was nearly, which was like about a four-minute a four minute clip or so uh, in the final eight minutes of the Courtside Podcast, the most recent one on March 31st. We'll be back and lead off with that. Just um, <clears throat> mention something. Oh, sure. Very, very, very good friend of the show, Joey Obajan from Timberwolves Explosion. Joey! <laughs> um, is that from a movie or something? What's that yeah, from? I, I like it. I like it. He had me just with a car for a while, but, but maybe later. Um, he just did his 300th Timberwolves Explosion show. Um, so yeah, congrats Joey, keep him coming um, He's got a lot of passion for the T-Wolves, great guy Can I just say something about Joey's show? <laughs> a couple, of, week, couple yeah. of weeks ago yeah. <laughs> You are laughing quite a bit And I told him I told him I was going to do this, so it's cool So I was listening to his show And all of a sudden I hear this like um, You know last time I told you he was incorporating some cooking? Yes, yes Had the microwave going 
I did. I did. Someone that. had the someone had the deep fryer going. Uh huh. Next to him. Were you listening on the show and getting hungry at the same time? Oh, it was. Put on about five kilos. Um. So, but you know when someone's getting pissed off. <laughs> And he's just like, you know when you're talking and you're like, you know when you're on the phone and someone's being loud and you're like waving your hands like... Yeah, 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 yeah. I could tell he was doing that. <laughs> That's great. So, yeah, uh, Joey, um, he's, he shows um, growing. He's <laughs> cooking, talking hoops. But, nah, seriously, oh. congrats, on, congrats on 300. That's a massive effort because he does two other podcasts. He, I think he's done nearly 800, 900 shows, and he writes um he writes for a hockey ma- ice hockey magazine. So keep him coming, Joey. He's he's just, uh, hopefully, uh, before you get to a 500, you can get a championship. Well, <laughs> oh, well. hopefully, well. Yeah, I'm, we I'm all rooting hope. for him. That's why we invented video games, Vince. <laughs> I should do one on 2K for him and then just send him the footage. What do you think of Anthony Edwards, by the way? Fantastic. Oh, man. Dude, he is uh, he's electric. I love him. I, uh, I put a post on uh, the Symbols Explosion Facebook page, uh, I think maybe last week, where I was basically just said, this dude is your franchise piece. Forget Downs. I build around this guy now. Don't let him burn out. I, I already feel like he's more of a leader than Towns. 100% he is. And he says all the right things. Like, he says, yeah. all the yeah. of Minnesota, he is saying everything you want to hear that comes out. And he's saying it with honesty, and he's saying it with... Mm. Yeah, he's real candid at a press conference, and it's so yeah. endearing. Like, he's just a genuine good kid who wants to be great, but he's humble enough to know that he's not there yet. But he, he just wants it. I wouldn't be taking any more interviews from that bitch who cut him off the other day, though, but <laughs> you saw that. <laughs> I saw that. Yeah, look, I, I must admit, I, I do like him. Um, if they lose him at any stage, just shut up shop. But Minnesota just close the doors. He just reminds me of a bigger Dwayne Wade, like that sort of thing. Yeah. You know, like that sort of explosion, that sort of power. God, he was God. And that new coach, man, he's done wonders for that kid because they're running the offense through him. And we saw, obviously, they got the win against, uh, what was it, Phoenix? And um, both Towns and Edwards had 40-plus games. Yeah. Huge. And wasn't that magnificent? The Courtside Podcast, available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, all those others, like iHeartRadio and all those. Spectacular. Do look it up. Courtside Podcast, Wayne Hunt from Sydney, Australia, Vince Germano out of Melbourne, Australia, and Stu Benson also out of Sydney, Australia. Wayne is a Memphis fan. Vince Germano and Stu are Laker fans. And Vince Germano was the main guy talking there, and then eventually Wayne jumped in on uh, Anthony Edwards. That was pretty cool, as opposed to how Anthony Edwards should be the the leader going forward, the franchise player, and I, I agree. And again, this is not bashing towns, especially at this time, but just generally speaking, there's nothing wrong with Towns being kind of like a 1A type of guy, 1A, 1B with uh, Anthony Edwards. There's nothing wrong with that at the end of the day. I'm not sure he'd even complain about it. Um, so at the end of the day, uh, what, a, what a funny conversation that was, though, when Vince was talking about the, the deep fryer and all that. See, the first one, she was microwaving food. That was like the week before. 
she was just getting impatient and of course she had a her schedule's always changing where right now thankfully she's at work see see how much more comfortable I am when she's here when I'm doing the show it's just like ugh. and then she gets impatient and she wants to start making food and all that and then yeah that was it gets obnoxious it is what it is you know sometimes it's not the happiest of days uh read between the lines there and then of course the (laughs) the deep fryer where you're saying you could just tell joey's getting pissed off yeah it's like oh my god oh my god when is it gonna stop and then she'd put the next thing on to make it even louder and the next thing to make it even louder oh when's it gonna stop when is it gonna stop like the angry video game nerd that's kind of what i was i was the angry podcasting nerd there but uh (laughs) <laughs> I apologize for not putting that in a more recent show, like sooner, closer to the 300th. I thought, you know, yeah, because I, I meant to do it, and then I forgot. I'm like, I know I'm forgetting something, and then as I was recording the first segment, I'm like, aha, I need to put that on. I remember how funny that was, and they haven't done a show since then, unfortunately, so maybe they were mad, like, hey, we're not doing a show until he puts it on Terminal's Explosion. No, I'm kidding. I'm just teasing, obviously. <laughs> That'd be kind of funny if that was true. But um, no, I thought I thought you'd like to hear that out there, those of you. Uh, it was pretty funny. And yeah, that's the explanation as to what was happening. She was deep frying fish and getting just impatient. Like, I'm tired of waiting for you to finish the show. Well, what do you want me to do about it? That kind of thing. And I have to do it because it needs to get done before I go to work. So thankfully, when her schedule's earlier in the morning, it's, it's better. Vince Germano also brought up, like, what's going, you know, like, Kevin Love, like, man, he's just disappeared. How did he say it? Yeah, he said, man, what has happened to Kevin Love? I don't know either. It's like, that's what it's like in the NBA sometimes. I mean, you know, it's weird, isn't it? Where they just drop off and vanish. He must be really, really banged up. 12 games, 21 minutes a game, 11 points, 6 rebounds. Mm -mm. Not a pretty sight at all. And the last couple of games here. Yeah, and April, well, he had a couple of good games. But then there was uh, April 15th. It was a back-to-back. I mean, he's just banged up, only five points. He had a couple of good games in a row, though. 18 and 11, that's pretty good. 18 and only three rebounds, that's weird. 17 and 11, 18, 19, blah, blah, blah. But uh, he had a scoreless game with only one minute in March. But I think, yeah, he must have gotten hurt because he missed a couple of, uh, couple of weeks there. I think he's just banged up, and I don't know. I don't know. If the Wolves were ever to bring him back, which actually I would welcome if you want to have a rebounding uh, power forward, but he'd probably have to be a rotation player at this point, which sounds weird. He's averaging 11 points and 6 rebounds. So, yep, thought I'd bring that up as well. I do believe the fan interaction is going to be a little bit on the quiet side today, but I'm going to rehash the one from uh, Wayne Hunt, though, regarding Alex Rodriguez as like an owner or whatever for the Timberwolves. So I'll rehash that one in a second. I'll go to Twitter first, at TWolvesEx, at TWolvesEx. Do look that up and uh, give that a follow if you could. Vince Germano and Tanae Brown. Vince Germano out of Australia, Tanae Brown out of New Zealand, retweeted the most recent episode, A-Rod and Mark Lore. So I'll mention that as well. I think I might kind of backtrack a bit here. And Tanae Brown, Derek Felska, and Vince Germano retweeted episode 302. Uh, defense goes from bad to worse. So I wanted to mention that as well. I'm thinking most of you that listened to the show heard the A-Rod episode, the special episode about Alex Rodriguez negotiating to become a limited partner with the Wolves and all that. So I guess we will continue from where we were. Got a couple of new followers, which is nice. Uh, Levi Brown also retweeted the show. For some reason it wasn't included, but maybe it was because it was a bit later. 
which is totally fine. Nick Demas says, when will it end? Nick Demas out of Pennsylvania says, I was like, God, we suck right now. And he says, when will it end? I think Carl Anthony Towns returning will help, but yeah, how much? And here's another one. We had a conversation. I was saying how, actually it was the same conversation. Why is it not there? Oh yeah, I was I was saying, I'm wondering the same thing. It's so depressing. It's been like this since Kurt Rambis at the very least. Of course, there was the jump up year with the uh, Tom Thibodeau, but most of the time the defense even sucked under Tom Thibodeau. It was just that one good year with Butler. Uh, Nick Demas says, oh, yes, the basketball genius. Kurt, Kevin Love is not good at basketball. Rambis, yeah, I mean, Kurt Rambis was a joke in so many ways, and he was an ass, too. Uh, not many people thought he was a good guy. Very arrogant, thought he knew everything just because he came from Showtime and all that. Well, not uh, not all that's glistening is gold, not, you know, So, and he certainly wasn't gold at the end of the day. So we're about to wrap things up here. We'll go to the Facebook page. There is only one thing, and it is from the last... It was on the last show, but just in case, I might as well rehash it. Wayne Hunt, really appreciate when he does post. Facebook.com forward slash Timberwolves Explosion. Wayne Hunt says, Glenn Taylor, let us show you the door. Here's hoping A-Rod can bring change to the franchise and a winning attitude. We spoke about... on the. Uh, we spoke about this on the show, episode 370... That would be for the courtside podcast, of course, about how bad teams like Sacramento. Oh, yeah, and that was the one. Sacramento Timberwolves remain because of the bad culture. Yeah, boy, we remain in that position uh, because of the bad culture. No owner is going to fire himself, but if this sale goes through, it could be better than any draft pick the Wolves have ever had. Much needed change is what the Wolves need heading into next season. Thoughts? And, yeah, it's uh, so important. Absolutely so important that uh, there is change and it, it, it's a risk we all have to take uh, whenever there's a change in ownership that uh, they might move just like the what was a 12-headed monster or 10-headed monster for the Minnesota Vikings everybody hated those guys back in the day uh, it was like the 80s and 90s and I think even back in the 70s but everybody hated them uh, like Roger Hedrick and some of those other guys and then when Red McCombs took over it's like hey they have to accept the risk that he might there's the possibility the team could get relocated but odds are against it like why would the end why would the NFL want the Vikings to leave uh, for San Antonio that probably would have been not a good move and I think the NFL very possibly might have said no depending on the situation obviously there was frustration with the metronome and such and the Wolves never really truly threatened to move it did get quiet there probably was conversations off and on, maybe with Los Angeles, but it never really, you know, developed. I think they wanted to stay here. Just let's just get this done, uh, and it got done. That type of thing. And unfortunately, despite the revamp of Target Center, which is a nice improvement, they added suites, this and that, but the lower bowl is much smaller than the upper bowl, which is kind of dumb. So the higher priced seats, there's a lot less high priced seats than there's the cheaper seats. Even though some of those high, high upper deck seats are not that cheap. But it depends on your income, I guess. <laughs> Not everybody can afford that nonsense. Um, at the end of the day, you know, some people can, some people can't. Some people just they're more willing to pay, I guess, this and that because they're just a, uh, they're they're a fanatic of the team. Not just a fan, but a fanatic. Uh, this and that. So I'm sure A. Rod and Mark Laurie will do their best to do will do their their best to keep the team here. But if there's just you know if they're losing money and there's no real effort towards improving that situation, like a new arena, which really sucks, thinking about having to build a new arena again, new building, this and that. But there's no effort really shown that it could happen in the next five to ten years. They, they, they just might explore other options, and they might get turned down as well. 
uh, saying, no, we're going to go with expansion instead of uh, let you relocate to Seattle or Las Vegas, especially Las Vegas. They're going to make so much money with an expansion club in Las Vegas. Seattle, I mean, again, I will repeat this again. The NBA Board of Governors disapproved unanimously a move from Sacramento to Seattle. So think about that. So that whole Hanson move was, uh, the whole Hanson um, uh, deal was, was voided and the Sacramento Kings never became the Seattle Supersonics, so as you can see. And then they brought back the, the classic logo. They kept the, the gold, the purple colors, but brought back the classic logo dating back to at least the Kansas City Kings, which looked pretty cool. That's where Rick Edelman played years ago. Kind of cool when you think about that back in the 70s and 80s, uh, early 80s, 70s and early 80s. Um, so I don't think there's any immediate uh, fear that the Wolves up. Oh, they're out of here. I don't think so. There is always the fear, again, like I was saying, if the, uh, obviously, if A-Rod and Mark Laurie just want to make a quick profit, maybe make a couple bucks or this or that, or they want to, or they're frustrated, this and that, and they'd rather just sell. They might end up selling it to someone else that uh, moves the team, this and that. So, we'll see. <laughs> we'll see. That's, there's always that fear, but that's just the way it is. Luckily, again, I do believe the board of, NBA Board of Governors does not want the Timberwolves to leave. Uh, Minneapolis. I just don't think so. And maybe there's always a small glimmer, small chance that the Minnesota Timberwolves could play an XL Energy Center. There's always that small chance. Even that building's 20 years old, but I don't feel any anything about the XL Energy Center being a problem for the Minnesota Wild. So maybe there's always that chance where the Timberwolves could uh, relocate to St. Paul and play there uh, in the XL Energy Center. So that's always a possibility as well. Uh, because <laughs> that, that's an actual real building. The North Stars couldn't move to Civic Center when Norm Green was around, moving around and all that and th- talking about ideas. They could have went to Target Center, but Marvin Harv were jackasses. I'm going to keep saying that. They were jackasses at the end of the day. They wouldn't work with... Uh, and, of course, Norm Green was a jackass, too. They were, they were all greedy. They all wanted this. They wanted that. They wanted everything their way or the highway. And, you know... Uh, Timberwolves not being able to play in Target Center, or Wild North Stars not being able to play in Target Center in the early 90s. Give me an effing break. Compared to a building built in the 60s, give me an effing break. They could have worked that out. But Marvin Harvard Jackets, and so was Norm Green. And next thing I know, the North Star, Minnesota North Stars became the Dallas Stars. And, uh, well, luckily we were able to get the Minnesota Wild. Thank you very much, Robert Negley Jr. God rest his soul now, unfortunately. But uh, thank you very much uh, for, uh, for him and Norm uh, Coleman the uh, then mayor of St. Paul to help get that done at the end of the day. So long, long thoughts. I might as well have a long thought because, you know, I mean, we've been through a lot here. We saw the Minneapolis Lakers leave in the uh, early 60s. And are you ready for this one? Have you ever heard of the Chicago White Sox, ladies and gentlemen? Chicago White Sox? How about the St. Paul Saints? Did you ever notice they they look kind of similar? Their uniforms kind of similar, the black and white, this and that. The Saints added blue years ago. But generally speaking, they were kind of black and whitish, right? Just like the White Sox? Well, ladies and gentlemen, in the 1890s, the original version of the St. Paul Saints played in St. Paul. And they moved to Chicago, Illinois with their then owner and became the Chicago White Sox in 1900. So we've seen the White Sox. The Saints become the White Sox in 1900. Minneapolis Lakers become the Los Angeles Lakers after we won five championships, and I'm still bitter about that, even though I didn't see it happen, but sure Sid Hartman wasn't happy about that. Um, and the Minnesota North Stars become the Dallas Stars. We've had at least at least three franchises 
uh, leave the Twin Cities to become more successful elsewhere, to be quite honest. The St. Paul Saints, they were a minor league team and they converted into a major league baseball team. Yeah, but maybe they could have converted to a Major League Baseball team here, just like Minnesota United converted into a Major League Soccer team. Thank you, that was good. Finally, one good thing happened. Uh, the Minnesota Strikers were a soccer team in the 80s. They folded, kind of like uh, the Cleveland Barons in the NHL. They folded, and the players dispersed to the Minnesota North Stars, of all things, which then dispersed back to... Uh, <laughs> they, just, they, moved to they moved from Northern California, California Senior Seals, to Cleveland, and then Cleveland turned into the part of the North Stars roster. And then a group of players became the San Jose Sharks. Wrap your head around that. That was weird because the uh, then owners of the North Stars bought the San Jose Sharks when they were starting. Ooh, wrap your head around that. We've seen a lot of weird things happen. Weird, weird, weird things happen in the Twin Cities. Weird. Um, <laughs> wow. So that, the North Stars had to like rebuild their entire roster or like half of their roster after that back in 90. That's weird, isn't it? Sorry, I kind of went off on a tangent there, but relocation, seeing your team divided in half, seeing your team doubled, seeing an 1800s baseball team become the Chicago White Sox. Have you ever heard of them, the Chicago White Sox? Have you ever heard of them before? I think so. I think Frank Thomas played for them, and, you know, Shoeless Joe Jackson way back in the 19-teens. Jeez, um, yeah, I could go on forever. Uh, Carlton Fisk, the catcher. Yeah, you get the idea. I could, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm going on and on. But with that said, hope you have a great week. Please write a positive rating for Timberwolves Explosion in the uh, on iTunes, Audible, or Stitcher. It would be greatly appreciated. Another way you can uh, get on the show also is via audio submission. Simply use your free voice recording application if you could. It would be greatly appreciated. Just open it up, press record, treat it like a phone call, hit stop, share it, slash email it to paladinolive at yahoo.com paladinolive at yahoo.com I will again convert it into an mp3 file thanks to zomzar.com greatly appreciated there and what the hell Joey I should have read this a couple segments ago but I'll read it now the Vigit application the Vigit application for sports betting uh, there are four different uh, uses for the application feel free to choose which uh, which which way you use the app generally speaking uh Social media. You can post about your picks, see what others are saying about games. Vigit Betting Leagues, a month-long betting competition to see who's the best sports better over the course of a month. Free-to-play sportsbook bet, free coins, win real prizes, and betting stats. There are great public information available on Vigit, on the Vigit Line Movement, where the public is betting. This is not this is not real money wagering. It is play money, but you can win real prizes at the end of the day on those national deals. This type of thing. Uh, it is uh, very, very cool to join it. If you do, when they ask for a referral, type in Paladino Live. I will put that in the show description as well. With that said, wishing all of you a good week. Lawn cleanups are starting officially tomorrow, if I like it or not, so the release of the show may become sporadic moving forward. We'll see what happens. Rainy days, Sundays, this and that. So we'll see what happens. Until then, take care, and hope all of you have a wonderful spring or fall, unfortunately. Yeah, for those of you in Australia and New Zealand.